It's the Odd Drunk Podcast, a very strange podcast, the drunkest show in the world. It's Jackson and Colton talking out of their ass. We don't care as long as drinks are poor. Sometimes we have our friends here. We will talk about anything. Anything. We don't care as long as we have beer. And if you let that whiskey ring. Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Hey. Did you miss us? I didn't. <laughs> you uh, didn't miss us? No. I, yeah, including yourself? Inclu- mo- uh, specifically myself. Um, you lost yourself in the last week. <laughs> yeah. And uh, drowning in uh, papers. and I'm yeah, in the I, same boat. I've just... Uh, but yeah, we... <laughs> We took a break for Thanksgiving. I went back home. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say. Well, I do have some things to say about it, but we'll get to it. And yeah. <laughs> I'm back. We're back. Uh, <laughs> you want to tell that joke again? Sure. Hey, what's the internal temperature of a tauntaun? What is it? It's lukewarm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke for all the nerds out there. Yeah. And as in speaking of all the nerds out there <laughs> and then here, um, we are revisiting some comics again. Yeah, mostly Jackson's revisiting some comics. <laughs> I was so busy I did not get around to reading as much as honestly, this would have been a week that I would have if we hadn't skipped last week, I would have suggested we skip this week. Because of how busy I've been, <laughs> but uh, no, it's definitely one of those weeks. But the yeah, show must go on. Sh- yes, and uh, <laughs> no. so I attempted to read some comics. We don't need sleep. I read enough that I have some things to say. We don't need sleep. No, no sleep. Sleep is for the week, right? I've gotten probably about six hours of sleep a night for the last week. Week, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, maybe I'll get yeah. some more sleep tonight. I don't know. So yeah, we're doing another <laughs> catching up on comics. And, you know, we <laughs> we read them at our own pace and what time allows us. I tried to – I read a little bit over the break, but m- mostly I didn't. I was spending time with my family and on the move all the time. It was really – I was even though I was on break, I was busy. I told I, myself – I didn't have much time to just – I told me so, myself that over <laughs> break I was not going to volunteer for extra shifts at work. And then, and then I ended up working several extra shifts yeah, at work because yeah. people kept asking me to cover their shift, and yeah. I have a, I have a problem. I, I, have, I don't, I have a problem saying no to people sometimes. Well, and you need the dough. Yeah, you know. Um. But, uh, <laughs> but we uh, we got some good stuff to talk about, and mostly, again, it's Marvel. But I do have a unique comic to look at, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, I, I only read a little bit this week, but if we wanted there, I, I could talk about fables or something like that. If you have, yeah, whatever you have to talk about. I've read fables. I've read, I've read the first whole volume of fables. There you go. You can tell us about I, it. I have, <laughs> I have the physical copy. It's on my bookshelf. Oh, nice. Yeah. You ever, you ever played, um, what's it called? Uh, the, the Wolf Among Us? Yeah. Wolf Among Us. Yeah. That's, that's what, base. Yeah. Um, anyway. But before we get into that, um, yeah, it's good to be back, even though we are, uh, you know, (laughs) 
exhausted, exhausted <laughs> and um, exuding stress. I played a little too much Skyrim last night and I regret it. Nice. But I did get a cool mod. I stayed up until about <laughs> one in the morning doing homework and then got distracted by YouTube videos. That and didn't go to sleep until about 3 a.m. <laughs> so, yeah, and I'm probably going to be up till good. 3 a.m. doing homework tonight. But anyways, you guys don't <laughs> care about that. Um, so uh, what are we drinking? Um, I have the Christmas ale because it is the season, which I can't believe we're it's already yeah. Christmas time at the got, podcast. Got Christmas tree up in my living room. Yeah, know. it's just going by um, so fast. It's crazy. But um, here's to another year of this. Yeah. So it's a Christmas um, ale from uh, Breckenridge Brewery. Nice. There, that's a. I think I've had that one before. It's pretty good. No, honestly. Yeah. Uh, it really is. Is I mean, it's just a good winter ale. Yeah. It doesn't like. I mean, it's funny because there's another beer that I actually think tastes like Christmas, but it's not Christmas themed. What's that? It's uh the New Belgium 1554. Oh, that's a very good beer. Yeah. <laughs> it, it tastes exactly. They, they have that on top I swear, it's got Jabos. like pine or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, wonder if there is like a pine-based beer. Mm, there probably is. I don't know. People make That'd weird. That'd probably be really bad, People though. do weird flavors with beer. Uh, I'm drinking just plain old box wine. I think it's Ooh, a... What, what, what kind? Uh, it's a Merlot. Ooh, Mer- I've been really into um, Pinot Noir. I like Pinot Noirs. I see. I bought a bunch of box wine for Thanksgiving, because um, I I made some mold wine, which uh, that's a that's a holiday drink. Mold wine with some oranges and some cloves and some cinnamon in there. Hot wine. Oh, it's very good. Interesting. It's not super popular in the United States, but it's popular in the rest of the world. Um, and I, I bought way too much wine for that, so I ended up having a lot of ec- uh, extra, and that's what I'm drinking, some just plain old Merlot box wine. You can never have too much wine, Colton. Oh, I drink way too much of it. Um, <laughs> Until you wake up the next morning. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, those are honestly the worst hangovers to experience. It's all the tannins. <laughs> Getting all... Scientific there. It's the tannins in the, the wine. Tannins in the wine. It's, it's also why Applejack uh, gives you really bad hangovers because it's not distilled, so it's um has a lot of tannins in it. Oh, true. Yeah. Applejack is made through um instead of distilling it, they freeze it and they scoop out the the frozen like non-alcoholic stuff because the alcohol freezes um at a lower temperature. So you can you can actually make a dr- something a stronger in alcohol content by w- leaving it out to freeze, and then when the uh, when the non-alcoholic part freezes, you scoop it out. Oh, I see. And that's the traditional w- way of making apple. And jack. then you have. And then you have a stronger, uh, <laughs> stronger drink. I always heard, you, 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 I always heard uh, chilling your liquor would make it weaker. Well, no, it doesn't. Well, chilling it doesn't make it weaker; it just makes it the flavor weaker. The fl- yeah, yeah. Um, no, you can you can uh, if you freeze. Well, yeah, like when you chill like you, a bottle of rum, it will be really smooth. Yeah, but if you take something that's but it like, will be like flat. less alcoholic, like a cider or an apple wine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you f- let it freeze. 
the non get the the non alcoholic parts will freeze. Yeah, and the alcohol won't. won't. Yeah. So you can scoop out the ice once it's frozen, and then you have something you can get it um, through that process up to like forty or fifty percent ABV. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that's a fun fact. <laughs> but because it's not distilled, there's still all the tannins in there, so it's um, some of the worst hangovers apparently. Oh, I see. Because yeah. you're basically drinking. You're drinking just really, really fucking strong apple cider. <laughs> basically, <laughs> there that, you go. that's what Applejack is. It's apple <laughs> cider that is like at forty percent ABV. That's um. <laughs> that sounds dangerous. That really does. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, we both did something over the break, and yeah. What was that? Uh, <laughs> well, we weren't doing this. Um, and uh, real quick, um, we appreciate the downloads. It's looking good. Yeah. It's uh, I did, I did notice we've gotten some good downloads over the last uh, couple weeks. Yeah, let's. Uh, well, I don't like saying numbers, but uh, let's keep it going. Thank you. Yeah, and um, yeah, check out our Instagram. Follow that. And all the comic books we're going to be talking about, that's going to be on our Instagram. So if you want to check out the panels that we, you know, we're talking about. Yeah, there's some cool stuff to, to yeah. check out. And uh, leave us a review if you are cool. Only if you're cool. Only if you're cool. but um, Only cool people allowed. I, I trust that everyone who listens to this show is pretty cool, <laughs> is though. It's totally cool. Yeah. And if you're not cool, <laughs> stop listening. Get cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then... <laughs> <laughs> and then you can listen again. Get 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 cool. But I bet you then, are cool, and you just don't even know it. Probably. Just believe in yourself. Except for you, Steve. Yeah. You're what not the cool. What the fuck are you doing? But you can be cool, Steve. And <laughs> you just have to go and give us a review on Apple Podcasts, and that if you, will be cool. <laughs> if your name is Steve, and you're listening to this podcast... <laughs> I, I better see a review or a DM or something. Yeah. <laughs> or even just um, just send send us a picture of your dog. If you have a dog. If you have a dog. If you don't have a dog, you you're not you'll never be cool. <laughs> um <laughs> I don't know where we're going. We're both uh, <laughs> exhausted. I'm exhausted. Um, this is not my first drink of the night. <laughs> I've been. This mi- is my first drink of the night, I've and it's well mildly deserved, buzzed you until since to about two o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't. I um. I'm already on my second beer. I better slow down. But anyways, because <laughs> uh, I got things to do after this, and. <laughs> It's really important, but enough talking about that. That's no fun. Um, over the break, we saw uh, the new Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, Afterlife. yeah. Separately, not together. But um, yeah. I went. I went on Thanksgiving to see that. Yeah, it's a great um, Thanksgiving movie. It was really honestly. good. I I I really liked it. That. Um, it's been out long enough. Uh, spoiler alert: If you haven't seen it. Yeah, you. If you listen to the it's show, you know that to, you know that we don't avoid spoiling stuff. Well, it's kind of hard not to talk about. Yeah, with, um, without spoilers. Uh, I really love the tribute they do to Harold Ramis, mm-hmm. and it's pretty much throughout the whole film. The entire film feels like a tribute to him. But what's funny is they're kind of dogging 
Egon's character the whole time. Yeah. Like he was this loser that moved out to the middle, middle of nowhere and it's only in Oklahoma. The, it's only at the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's not filmed in Oklahoma, it's obvious. I was, yeah, I was, it was wondering. It's actually filmed in um, Calgary, Canada for the most part. That's, it looked. In, in Alberta. It, that looked, uh, I was, when no, I was yeah. watching the film. When I was watching, I was like, yeah, I that's not catch, Oklahoma. I guess I didn't catch early in the film that they said it was Oklahoma. So like halfway through the film, I was like, I wonder where this is. It looks like North Dakota or something like that. And then Paul Rudd's like, we're in Oklahoma. I'm Paul Rudd. Yeah. And then, and then I was like, oh, it's in Oklahoma. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm the knew, sexiest man alive. I'm I already Paul Rudd. knew that was Paul Rudd. I'm an awkward, uh, awkward uh, middle school teacher or high elementary school? Middle? Some, summer school. Some, oh, yeah. It was summer it was school. Summer school That's even worse. Because he's actually not a teacher. He's a seismologist. <laughs> Who was just, I guess, needed some a paycheck while he was investigating <laughs> yeah. stuff, um, and then he showed them Cujo in class. <laughs> yeah, um, I love when the 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 main girl walks into the office and he's like, "What are you doing? You know, there's a there's a movie about a killer dog out there. You could, you could be watching." Oh yeah. <laughs> so speaking of which, um, I I'm not gonna lie, I'm not, and I'm not gonna bother to look it all up right now because it's just a quick, quick little review from us. But I do enjoy the new cast. Yeah. The they're, kids. They're I good. don't think they're going to um, be continuing. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. Because the ending seems like it's going back to New York. Yeah, a bit. The uh, Ghostbusters are coming back in a big way. May, yeah. I don't um, think it... I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing more of the this cast, but I don't think it needs to continue them. But I think... Um, it's it, just good, good as it as it is. But what I enjoy is that it brings a f- fresh new quality to the franchise. Mm-hmm. It's not just a reboot; it's in a completely different setting and you know the country. Yeah, and um, which was risky, honestly, because a lot of Ghostbusters is. Hey, I'm walking here. It's New York. Yeah, you know? but it worked. I thought. No, it um, did work. Um, I know my uh, and it, a lot, lot of there was a lot of fan service in, I, in it. I thought, but it was tasteful. Yeah, and what I well, a lot um, some people complained that it was too much, but what I really enjoy, like all the effects, sound effects, visuals, they're the same, just updated. You know, yeah, modernized. They, they, they fit, but properly. it's not. It's still see, like that looks like if they made the original Ghostbusters with today's technology. Yeah. But it still st- stays true to it. Yeah. And like the dog, the, what are they called? The dogs, the Gozer. No, that's not Gozer. Zool. Uh, the, the key master. The key master. And, and the gatekeeper. Gatekeeper, yeah. Whatever, something like that. Um, they uh, look exactly how they did. Oh, it. yeah. 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 Like and it, was, it, it looks like there is practical effects there. Yeah. It, it, it was really good. Which um, is cool. And yeah, the and I love how Paul Rudd and the mom, <laughs> they take the place of um, Sigourney Weaver Sigourney, and in um, uh, Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis, yeah, that's just the- um, Paul Rudd's funny, but he's still I not think Rick, that Rick is Moranis. My, my one gripe with the movie is that they couldn't get Rick Moranis to make a cameo. Yeah, but I know he doesn't. He he so much. He doesn't do anything anymore. anymore. Yeah. When Ryan Reynolds got him for the Mint Mobile commercial, that was actually like a big deal because <laughs> yeah. it was his first time on. But I love Rick time. Moranis. Um, they got um, Sigourney Weaver for the after credit scene. No, yeah. So that and, was fun. Well, since you mentioned it, so in the after credit scene, it's Bill Murray and Sigourney Weaver. You know, uh, what's his name in the movie? Oh, I don't remember. It's, uh, um. 
Vinkman. Vinkman, yeah. Something Vinkman. <laughs> uh, but uh, he, um, it's assumed they're a couple, which makes sense. I, th- I thought they hinted, I thought they started that, or they, they, they furthered, started that in the first Ghostbusters, they furthered, honestly. They furthered it in the second one. In the second one, but. Uh, anyways, I think that's just this one just confirmed that they're still. She's doing the shock therapy thing with him with the cards. Yeah, and he's getting them all right this time, but she's still (laughs) shocking him because he like marked the cards so he would know. (laughs) But she's only in it for the post credit scene. But I'm glad they got her back. It was a good scene, but I don't see how they could have got her back without just it being an obvious no, shoehorn. I'm I'm glad that they only did it for a post credit scene. In fact, when they brought the original Um, Ghostbusters back. Well, it made sense. It was a little abrupt. I wish they would have been in it a bit more. Yeah. Because they show up at the climactic battle. They did it pretty well, I thought. Um, they bust off a couple jokes. Dan Aykroyd is just Dan Aykroyd, uh, well, by the way. Well, what I liked about <laughs> it is, so, I mean. I, Winston. I love Winston. Uh, yeah. Ernie Hudson. Well, what I liked about it is, so they bring in the original guys at the end in the, clim- in the climax of the movie. Um, and... Even though it does feel kind of abrupt, like suddenly the Ghostbusters are here, they still feel like the same characters. Oh it's no, yeah, like, they're the same characters. Like Bill Murray's, like Bill Murray's talking to Gozer. He was like, you know, you and me could have been such a great power couple, <laughs> yeah. but you just had to go dominating and and controlling and maiming people. Yeah. Oh, and Gozer's <laughs> great. It's the same. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, that's a uh, Olivia or uh, what's her name. Uh... I don't remember. <laughs> she's pretty famous. <laughs> well, that yeah, she's great. Um, a lot of lot of references to the first one. Um, my apparently, I, I my little sister, uh, who she's in Olivia Wilde. Oh, I was gonna say Olivia Munn, but I'm like that's yeah. not Olivia Munn. But um, um, but yeah, she does great with the role. I mean, it's the same. It's just goes yeah. again, and they're like, hey, flat top. <laughs> <laughs> um, but throughout the whole movie, and this is a major spoiler. You knew the Ghostbusters were coming back. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But this is a major spoiler. So if you don't want to know and you haven't seen the movie, stop listening now. Um, throughout the whole movie. So in the beginning of the movie, it shows Egon. Well, at first I wasn't sure if it was Egon, but then I quickly figured it out. Yeah. But oh, it shows yeah, Egon I- in the beginning. And um, he's trying to trap these ghosts at his uh, farm. Mm-hmm. And his farm is just a giant trap. Yeah. Because he knows that there's this big like cataclysm that's going to happen. Well, he gets killed. Yeah. And then but but you see the um, EKG meter or whatever it's called. The, um, oh, the like spectrometer. Hand, spectrometer. Whatever, whatever it is. It goes off after he dies. Yeah. And then so he's when, like still kind of a character in the he's movie. He's still a character because yeah. like when his family moves in, his daughter and his grandchildren, and yeah, Finn Wolfhard's in it and he's good. Yeah. Um my my little sister is um <laughs> she saw the movie with all her friends. Yeah. She's in like uh middle school or maybe high school now. Um, and uh she's in love with Finn Wolfhard. Uh, and uh He looks like a he looks like a Wish brand Timothy uh, Chalamet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so she saw it, and, and she saw it with all her friends. 
And all of her friends had never seen the original Ghostbusters. And Timothy Chalamet just looks like skinny Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, so <laughs> with Finn Wolfhard just likes looks like off-brand skinny Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> connect the dots there. Um, but uh, my little sister, she was out with all her friends. They they had never seen the original Ghostbusters. So apparently every time they would reference the original, my little, my sister would be like looking over at her friends to see if they saw like noticed it. Oh yeah, and just blank faces. Like yeah. they just were not getting any well, of it. Well, what what I like about um, it though, I mean, for fans of the original, it pays tribute and you like all the effects and monsters. It brings back the little it, well, the little Stay Puft men, but the key master and gatekeeper goes are bringing back all the old school stuff. All the effects look the same, just updated. Mm-hmm. Does a really good job. Yeah, and. But it also does a really good job, in my opinion, of introducing this new era, this new age yeah, of the franchise. It's continuing in a meaningful way the plot of the original, yeah. but with new characters and a new generation. And um, um, the one kid podcast. I loved <laughs> he him. He was funny. Uh, um, yeah. I think the I love, I love Finn it. Wolfhard's like, lo- interest, love interest girlfriend, I think she was a little shoehorned in into the group. Yeah. But it worked. But she also doesn't do a whole lot, so it doesn't no, dis- yeah, it distract doesn't really, you that yeah. much. Um, I lo- I loved at the end that the the oh, and pod- the, and then the main character, uh, Egon's granddaughter, I forget her she's name, great. Phoebe, I think. Yeah, yeah, she's great, and she's, she yeah. A lot of her lines and mannerisms is like a young Egon. Oh, you yeah. definitely see that. I thought I thought she but, did a great job. That was a good. Anyways, big spoiler alert: Egon. He's technically in the movie the whole time as a ghost. You just don't see him, but you see him manipulating stuff and moving stuff around. Yeah, he helps show them like clues and stuff about what they're looking for, about the ghost. Helps them, you know, fix the equipment and everything. Like he, uh, he like ties a wire to the spark plug. Yeah, Ecto One. Oh yeah, and like help start the car, like that kind of stuff. And you know it's Egon. Yeah, but then then there was but still at the end at the end, and this was risky. Was a, it was risky. Moment. It was risky though. But it worked. It I did think. work, yeah. and and I'll tell you why. Um, so at the end they're fighting Gozer, but and they do the crosses uh, streams thing yeah. again, but then. Dan Aykroyd's like, oh, she's uncrossing the streams. Yeah, but because it's only three of them this time. <laughs> yeah, it's only three of them. But yeah. then Egon grabs um well, well he manifests. Well, what no, is so that you know they they get pushed back. And, uh, yeah, they get and pushed then, back. And then the granddaughter, she steps in with the proton pack and starts shooting at Gozer. Yeah, and it's like a Dragon Ball Z like Yeah, or the Harry Potter spells going bat like the spells meet. Yeah, like the clashing, um, the energy clash. And then it and then it has a pan then, where where it pans over and it shows Egon's ghost holding yeah, it with her. And it looks just like Harold Ramis. And it was great. It was really good. Yeah. Um and it, yeah, it looks just like Harold Ramis. It's really done well. But he never speaks, which I think was a smart move. Because yeah. if he did they would have had to get a voice actor. It would have been a yeah, and it would have been a little weird. I thought. I do like though. So it shows him standing there, and then the other three Ghostbusters they see what's happening, so they jump on it and they they grab their proton packs and and join in. Yeah. And then it shows a shot where it's all four Ghostbusters standing there with Harold yeah, that was cool. ghost closest, and they're all looking at Gozer, and then the three ones who are still alive, both kind of just they all slowly like look over. Harold Remus. Oh, and I like I, um. <laughs> yeah. And I love the bit where Gozer asks them 
asks uh, Ray, uh, Dan Aykroyd, if they're gods again. Yeah. And they're like, Ray, you better not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't do what you did last time. And they're like, yes, we're and all gods. And he was like, yes, we are gods. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was great. Um, and then the, uh, the, there's two post-credit scenes. So there's one with Gordon Weaver and uh, Bill Mur- uh, Murray, mm-hmm. which is fun. And then, but then Winston, uh, so it's revealed that Winston, he buys the old firehouse mm-hmm. that the Ghostbusters were stationed at, and he's starting the Ghostbusters again. Nice. And, I think it's cool that he's the well, one and also, yeah. bef- uh, and also, it says for Harold before it gets into the credits. Yeah. Which I thought was cool. It says that before the, even the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Just after the scene with him, with him yeah. it says that, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and then. Um, but uh, it's re- in Winston. He's a big business uh, mogul now. Like he was really <laughs> successful a- after the events of the Ghostbusters, and um, yeah, he's restarting Ghostbusters. And uh, at the end, it shows the um, like red light flashing at the containment containment unit, mm-hmm. hinting at a sequel. Yeah, looks like the sequel's gonna be in New York again. It's gonna be more classic Ghostbusters yeah. action. Um. What I would like them to do, I think the old uh, cast, they should still come back in cameos, but they can't carry on the franchise because, well, they're old. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're old men. I think and, they've got some good new But I think cast. they should still be in it. I want yeah. them to. I mean. Well, they. they uh, and also, I speaking of like Harold Ramis. Yeah, he passed away back in 2014. Rest in peace. He was on when I was a kid. I didn't really understand. I didn't even think Ghostbusters that funny when I was a kid. I just liked the <laughs> ghosts and stuff. Yeah. But after watching it in the last few years, it's amazing. Oh, I love and Egon's, the original is probably he's one of my always been movies. one of my favorite characters because he's so serious about everything. Well, I think I think that's also one of the things about the new movie. I think it's the biggest praise I have for it, which is also the biggest criticism I have of the the last Ghostbusters movie, the 2016 or whatever it was. Oh, uh, yeah. 2016, 2017. Which it isn't year. a bad movie. It's not the worst movie. I think people are a little harsh on it sometimes. Yeah. But the, that movie just tried to make it where every character... Everyone was Bill Murray. Yeah, everyone was Bill Murray. Everyone had a quip at every moment they could have a quip. Yeah, and that's not And what... this movie didn't do that. No. This movie, the, the you had the podcast kid. He had quips. You had well, they Bill all, Murray comes in. They all does Bill. They Murray, all have their Paul own Rudd. personality, and it's yeah. that is what makes them funny. Not that they're yeah. doing quips all the time. Exactly. The 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 funny is and the, like for example, what makes Egon so funny is that he's never trying to be funny. He's always yeah. serious, and and that's but what that's why it's funny. That's what makes it work with the the granddaughter and the podcast kid. Is the podcast kid is making these quips, and yeah. she's super serious, and that dynamic is funny, and then. Yeah. Finally, she does make a quip, and because she's been ref- not doing that the whole movie, it makes it work. Well, yeah, and it's rewarding. Um, yeah, and so I, I think that's my biggest praise of it is it wasn't trying to be just silly comedy the entire time. It actually tried to tell a story that was meaningful. But yeah, just a quick overview. I think I wish we could have got a little bit more of the old Ghostbusters in it. Yeah. Um. And it did feel a little bit slow at first. I really wanted to get into the Ghostbusters action. But for the same reasons, it did a good job of establishing the new characters, the new setting, and all mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, and I like Muncher. 
the ghost. Mm-hmm. But yeah. no Slimer. There's no Slimer. I guess they're saving him for the next one. Yeah. Because I guess would, he's New York based. I get, yeah. It, so it, would, it, it, would be, it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense to yeah. see Slimer there. It, yeah, it wouldn't make sense. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, I was surprised there was no Slimer. But they brought back Stay Puft, the little they had the They that had the funny. scene of the... And the they shot back of the zombie getting the coffee in the diner. Oh, they they brought him back. That, but yeah, that, that was, was a taxi a, driver. A reference yeah. to the original. Um, and yeah, so yeah, I think it does a good job revitalizing the franchise, setting up you know new characters, new plot lines. Yeah, but just, and it does a good job paying tribute. Just overall good movie. Uh, if um, you're a fan of Ghostbusters, I recommend it. Yeah, and if you're not a fan of Ghostbusters, I still recommend it. Don't know if you'll like it if you're not a fan of Ghostbusters, but I still recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, the original is still my favorite. But yeah. I would say yeah. this is better in Ghostbusters 2. I would agree. Or at least yeah. around... I haven't seen Ghostbusters 2 in a while, but well, I, I just remember it being... It's okay. Just the lesser version of trying, yeah. you know... It's of, okay. It's pretty good, but it's not the best... Um, well, another thing, you know, this new this newest movie, uh, you don't really have to have seen Ghostbusters two. To no, get there's some Ghostbusters the, two references. Not a lot of them, though. No, not a lot. There's only it's just like, it's just references. This really is all the, Ghostbusters two. All the plot and character stuff that you need to have background and that comes knowledge for, for comes from the first movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, it's com- a completely different universe than the 2016 one. That one yeah. has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, although I, I didn't realize this, uh, the 2016 one. Um, so all the entire Ghostbusters franchise, I guess when they made Ghostbusters 2, they signed like a contract, and it was like Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd have complete creative say yeah, in they everything related to Ghostbusters. Yeah. So the Ghostbusters 2016 one, people shit on it a lot, but it was officially approved by Bill Murray and Dan yeah. Aykroyd. Yeah, it they, had to be. they approved it. Um, I don't want to talk too much about that and we got to get to our main topic, but I think the main problem with that Ghostbusters, whatever it's called, it's just um, Ghostbusters, but then they, but then now it has a subtitle. I think, I think it's like who you're going to call or like something like that. Yeah. They had a subtitle in the original, like in the movie, but then it was just marketed as just Ghostbusters Ghostbusters 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's has nothing to do with the cast. Yeah. Them being women. That's fine. (laughs) Um, honestly, I think the best situation is when you have men and women, I've, to be yeah. fair. But that has nothing to do with it. The problem was it was obvious that it was way too much improv, that they tried to be so funny all the time. Mm-hmm. It lost its it story. Just felt, yeah, they it, didn't feel like real characters. It just felt like... Um, it felt like a big SNL skit yeah, that's, with a high budget. Yeah, yeah it did. Um, it, it felt like... Everyone in, in the movie was just doing None improv. None of the ghosts were really unique or fun or goofy. It just felt like they were all doing improv, and every single per actor's favorite character was Bill Murray. Yeah. Um, and there's just, it just, it doesn't balance the, the, the funny well, the, to the act. To my the, the last thing I'll say well. just about, well, Ghostbusters Afterlife, if you're a Ghostbusters fan, we definitely recommend it. If you're not a Ghostbusters fan, you should still check it out. But last thing I'll say about Ghostbusters, the, what makes it work is the team dynamic. Yeah. You have Dan Aykroyd, who's overly enthusiastic about everything. 
Yeah. In real life as well. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's actually into this. He's just Dan Aykroyd. I mean, he's actually into paranormal stuff. And I do want to try his vodka at some point in this podcast. I heard it's way overpriced. <laughs> but it's a cool bottle. So, yeah, you know, the crystal skull. The crystal head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, you have Dan Aykroyd, who's like ADHD over and enthusiastic about everything. He loves it. Then you have Bill Murray, who's just like. It's about 50 bucks for a bottle. <laughs> yeah. We could get that. Yeah. Oh yeah, but yeah. and then you have we'll Bill Murray. Yeah. He's um, just a lazy academic professor. Yeah, that just kind of breezes through life and is always making jokes and always <laughs> trying to flirt with women, <laughs> and just like doesn't care. Okay, and then you have Egon who takes everything seriously, maybe yeah. too seriously, and you know he's really smart and he makes all their equipment. Uh, but that's what makes him funny is because, like, you'll have a crazy or funny situation, and then he'll just say something along the lines of, like, <laughs> well, like, one of his most famous quotes is, like, I've lost the capacity for uh, rational thought. Yeah. Something and like then that. you have Winston, who's just Winston, just the blue-collar guy Winston who was just looking a blue for a he job. He just needed a job. And they were hiring. And I love the scene where the <laughs> secretary, I forget her name, but she came back in this movie. Oh, yeah. But, uh in the original where she's like, do you believe in UFOs, paranormal uh, activity, uh, EKG, uh, telepathy, and like aliens and <laughs> ghosts and like all this stuff. And he's like, I'll believe whatever you want me to. I just need a paycheck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's just him. looking yeah. for a job, which and I then, respect. <laughs> and then Rick Moranis is just a oh, yeah. sad. Oh, yeah. I would have loved I to love see Rick Moranis yeah. again. He's uh, great, but. <laughs> but yeah, but the new ghost, but well, Ghostbusters 2016, I mean, they were all just trying to be Bill Murray. Yeah. Just always making quips, always improvising. Cause yeah, Bill Murray improvised on most of that script because mm-hmm. he showed up at the last second. Well, it's like they, <laughs> they still tried. They made some attempt to do the team thing. They had the smart one, but the, the smart the one, blue collar one, but the smart one still is making quips constantly. Yeah. And it's just like, that's not. They're missing the point a little bit. Yeah. I do think people are a little harsh on the movie. I don't think it's that bad. No, it's not bad, uh, but I mean. Uh, but uh, but I'm, it, it, I'm, it, it missed the mark. I'm happy Ghostbusters Afterlife. I think we could get more movies. Yeah. And I think they could Hopefully. go any direction now. And what I would love to see is bring new casts. Bring like a new Ghostbusters team of adults. Get Paul Rudd. He's already in it. Yeah, get his character, and he's bring, wants to join the Ghostbusters after bring all, him back after uh, events. Bring him back, maybe get like um, Chris Pratt or something. Yeah, maybe get a uh, Jack Black. I think that'd be are, great. I think people are getting a little <laughs> sick of Chris Pratt, though. Yeah, but you got him. He would be. Fun I like a, Chris Pratt, uh, but <laughs> he would be fun in a Ghostbusters movie. And then maybe like a really serious actor. Yeah. Oh yeah. Get like Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> but still keep the original actors, maybe but they're Nick just Cage. hiring new Ghostbusters and maybe have like multiple teams. I mean, yeah. there's so much you could do with it. <laughs> um, but anyways, let's get to uh, the comics. Yeah, we, we we read some comics. Jackson mostly read comics. I, I read a couple issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I read some very relevant comics, though. So You did. <laughs> you did do that. Didn't you? Yes, I I uh, I read the the 
I started reading the Hawkeye series by Matt Fraction. Um, in preparation for the show that just came out, which I haven't started watching yet. I have started watching it. I definitely recommend it. Yeah, it's good. I uh, have been have been honestly too busy to watch it. <laughs> uh, I haven't watched TV in about a week. <laughs> Damn. Uh, but uh, yeah, and and you and what what did you read? I read Silver Surfer Black, uh, written by Donny Cates, who also read, uh, wrote the Thor run. I read. Uh, he wrote Absolute Carnage. He I'm pretty sure he created Null, oh. the god of the symbiotes, the god of black. And <laughs> we'll get to him. And um, But the art is done by... Um, well, let me get my information. I, wa- I want to make sure I credit artists. But it's a great... I, I love it. It's a great comic. Um, I can start talking about it. If yeah, you want me you to, should, you should start talking about that. So, what, what's the what's the point of this? So it's about. I assume I assume it's about Silver Surfer to some extent. <laughs> you wouldn't be wrong. Um, it's a lot about Silver Surfer. Um, so it's not a. It's not actually an X Men comic. <laughs> is what you're telling me. Well, it does. Well, it's, no, it, it's not an X-Men comic, but it does spin off from uh, Donny Cates' uh, 2019 Guardians of the Galaxy run. Oh. Featuring Beta Ray Bill, Cosmic Ghost Rider, Silver Surfer, other mates. Yeah. Uh, it's like the kind of OP Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> really powerful. <laughs> the Guardians of the Galaxy that would wipe the floor with the MCU Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But um, so basically what happens, I just want to credit the artist real quick because the art is my honestly my favorite part about this. I mean, the writing's good, but um, so it's uh, yeah, Trad Moore, he was penciler and inker. And then Dave Stewart, I would also like to give credit to him. He was the colorist because the colors really uh, yeah. pop in this. Yeah, colorist but, makes um, a big a big uh big difference. But anyway, so the plot of this, so during an adventure hold, hold hold on. Okay, sorry about that. I went to go refill my glass. It's important. It's, but anyway, so Silver Surfer Black. So yeah, written by Donny Cates, art by Tradmore. And um the art I'll get to that. But so basically the Guardians are on this one of their crazy adventures, as usual, and they're fighting the Black Order. You know, Ooh, Thanos' nice. Black yeah. Order, Co-Obsidian, Proxima Midnight. Good villains. I think they're pretty good villains. Well, yeah, they're like their go-to, like lower-tier but powerful, I, I powerful like, space villains. I like villains. Ebony Ma. He's he's a little bit more interesting than the other ones, I think. But uh, but anyways, they <laughs> run into a black hole. I'm not going to go into all details, but they run into a black hole. And, as you do, and um, Silver Surfer, he saves the rest of the team. He gets them out of the black hole. But when he does that, he has to sacrifice himself, and he goes into the black hole. Mm-hmm. And then he he awakens, and he's just in this black void. And at first, he thinks he's just on the other side of the universe, 
or something like that, or in yeah. a different universe. Yeah. Um, and he just kind of wonders and contemplates existence as he does. Um, but then he he soon realizes that he actually went back all the way to back to the dawn of time. Oh shit! <laughs> Before there was a universe. That'd be embarrassing. <laughs> And actually, um, would it be embarrassing? Because there would be no one there to witness. And like, you. here's like when he goes into the black hole, like going to different planes of existence. Oh, it's really cool art. That's a. Um, and speaking of really the cool. art, we'll have to post some of that in throughout the, the whole run. Oh, we will. I've already got him. But throughout <laughs> the whole run, the art, everything is so fluid and weird and alien looking and psychedelic and surreal. Like it looks like a Salvador, you know. Dolly painting. Nice. <laughs> the whole thing. Like everything's melting into each other. Silver Surfer's like weird and warpy and uh everything has curves. Everything looks like it's like marbled plastic. Which took me some a little bit of time to get used to. Yeah. Especially if the depiction of Galactus in the beginning. Um I would show you if wait I can show you. But um but the art is amazing honestly. Like it's bright, it's colorful, it's surreal, it's psychedelic. It's the right amount of weird for Silver Surfer for cosmic, you know, adventures. But like here's the first image of Galactus. And at first I was like, "Huh, that's a little weird." <laughs> He's all round weird. I mean, it's it's kind of trippy looking. No, it's very really trippy. Um, um, but anyways, he goes back to the dawn of time. He's like, oh, well, damn, <laughs> basically I'm the silver surfer. It's fine. Um, he's like, I can just wait. But one of his, um, he, he discovered while well, he's in the void and it takes him a while to get his cosmic awareness back. Yeah. And basically what that means is he just knows where everything is and what, yeah. what everything is basically. Yeah. Not quite omnipotence, but like he knows that where planets are, where nearby stars are, where in the same way, what kind of radiation Heimdall can see across the universe, type of thing. Well, it's like when we talked about how why Silver Surfer could beat Superman. Ooh, it's it's because he he would know Superman's weakness just by looking at him. Yeah, yeah, he would look at him and be like, and then he could just shoot him with kryptonite lasers. Yeah. Silver Surfer's really OP, but I love his... Com- I, bl- I mean, honestly, he's one of my favorite comics to read in general. I remember I started with the original 1968 run of Silver Surfer, his yeah. debut as his own solo run, because um, he was in the coming of Galactus and Fantastic Four before that. Yeah, but yeah. Um, in that run... Uh, it's just him exploring a cosmos and yeah, contemplating existence. When they when they started exploring him by himself as a character. But then Galactus strips his power and then he's banished on Earth. Yeah. And Silver Surfer being confined to just Earth, that's like being locked in your bathroom. <laughs> that's all you have. It's like being locked in your toilet. Actually. <laughs> just sitting on your toilet. Yeah. That's you're locked in your that's bathroom what it, and someone super glued you to the toilet seat. Well, because I remember like, we looked it up and this comic doesn't like explicitly state it, but it's pretty obvious. But we looked up Silver Surfer's traveling speed. Oh yeah. He can go five hundred thousand light years <laughs> a second. 
That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> confining him to Earth, yeah, that, that's yeah. nothing. When he can travel across galaxies confining him to Earth, it's like It's like if you lived in a mansion and you got super glued to the toilet seat and you also accidentally, like, had some splashback on the toilet. Yeah. That's what it's like. But he, you know, in the original run, he, when he's exploring Earth and sad because he can't explore the galaxy and the universe, um, he does see like the injustice and stuff done. Yeah. And he falls in love with, I forget her name at this blind lady. I would love um, to see Silver but, Surfer in the MCU. And I'm, I am in the camp. Oh, of, he's coming. I am absolutely behind the idea of having Keanu Reeves play him. Oh, that'd be great. Um, Honestly, it'd be amazing. A Silver Surfer movie, they should just make it like a weird psychedelic exploration of like the human psych. Like, it, but also just, point break. But all, and also point break, and also because <laughs> he's a surfer, and he's also got to fight a big guy. I <laughs> like the well, I like the idea of the Silver Surfer being a surfer. Yeah, but he's a really sad <laughs> surfer a lot of the time. <laughs> But he's, an exist- he's a but, surfer going through. He's a surfer who just read the uh, the stranger or something like. That. But what's really like throughout the comic, you see him morphing in and out of his board and all that kind of stuff, and you do find out that he can actually morph his board into weapons. Ooh, that's cool! Like he turns his surfboard into a big halberd <laughs> oh. to fight these guys. So he he ends up in this void, and he. It takes time for him to get his cosmic awareness, but then he detects a star, which he says is eons away. But he gets there in about two seconds in the next panel. <laughs> and he crashes on this planet, but he realized it wasn't a star that he just detected a planet. Mm. There's no star. There's no light in the universe yet. The only light is him, the Silver Surfer. Oh, yeah. And... He fights these weird alien god guys, and then during the fight, he um, and it, it's very yellow submarine. They have like big legs, and like they're all like <laughs> weird and curvy. So what you're <laughs> saying that the, the if they were to adapt this um this comic series into a show or movie, that it's Ringo Starr yellow. should probably do. He the should music be for Silver it? Surfer. No, oh, I was saying he should do, do the, the voice music. of. Do, oh, I was saying he should do the music for it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> or yeah, I mean, also maybe Ringo, Ringo Starr should play Silver Surfer. I'm the Silver Surfer. Peace, love. <laughs> uh, and they get. Paul, oh, you got to check and out then the. Get Paul McCartney to be the villain. <laughs> get him to be Noel. <laughs> oh. So, a hey, Silver I'm, Surfer movie where Ringo Starr plays Silver Surfer. No, God of the Symbiotes. <laughs> Paul McCartney plays Noel. Why don't you let it be? <laughs> no, but uh, you got to speak of paint Ringo Starr. Since silver. you mentioned the Beatles, uh, you got to check out the Get Back documentary. I've heard it's good. Uh, Peter Jackson got all the unreleased footage p- approval from Paul and Ringo and remastered it and everything. It's really cool. It, I, I haven't seen part three yet where they play at the rooftop, but it's really cool seeing their process and everything and just them interact and. Uh, it's cool. But anyways, yeah, uh, heard back to Silver good, yeah. Surfer. Um, so, yeah, he fights these weird guys, but then he's like, hmm, you know what? I, I don't have to keep fighting you because I could decimate you if I wanted to. 
but he's trying to be peaceful. Well, because Silver Surfer, he's depressed because he's like, I was literally the embodiment of death to all these civilizations the whole time I was the Herald of Galactus. Yeah. He, he and early in the comic he talks but about he's not an he evil would, character. No, but he would show up to these planets and people would beg for him to help or beg for or praise him as a god and he said he would just stare and then wait for Galactus to show up and then Yeah, cuz he was kind of being forced to. But then he finally stopped, you know, when Galactus was going to destroy the earth. Because mm-hmm. um, he falls in, I forget her name, but he falls in love with this blind lady and he meets a Fantastic Four. He thinks Reed Richards is kind of a dick, but everyone does. Um, <laughs> it's because he is. But he's like, well, I should still save him. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, <laughs> he's like, saving Rick Reed Richards is the price to pay for saving the earth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but he God. also has the ultimate nullifier, so he's like, oh, I better stay away from him. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe the Watcher would give Reed Richards that weapon, though. It can literally destroy the whole believe, universe. I can't believe anyone trusts Reed Richards with anything <laughs> literally ever. Yeah. Because but anyway. I would never trust him with anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know he's a good well, guy, but well, he's also a psychopath. But there's also the council of Reed Richards, yeah. and most of them suck. It's Yeah, it's like... It's like Reed Richards typically is on the side of good, but he's still a psychopath. Well, and... That he, you should not he, he count on. He'll being pursue good. science over emotion and over like yeah. He's the st- empathy. He is the stereotype of the mad scientist. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like. But anyways, <laughs> so Super Server he fights these weird alien guys, and he, he doesn't deserve the thing. He, he sacrifices a part of his cosmic power to create. He literally creates a, a star. Oh wow! For the planet. Oh shit! And then they stop fighting him because they're kind of freaked out by that. <laughs> Because no, no wonder. Um, but then, <laughs> this is, and I don't know if this is his first appearance in the comics. I think he's been mentioned before. Um, probably like in a Venom comic, or maybe possibly a Thor comic. I can't remember. But he meets Noel mm. on this planet, and because Noel's whole thing was Noel was around before there was light in the universe. And, and, uh, sorry. Well, that's cool as hell. But yeah, Noel's so, whole thing was he was around before light was around the universe. He was and around, he didn't, and he wanted to go back to the way it was before. And it's revealed that Noel was around before Galactus. He was around before Ego, the Living Planet. Yeah. He was around before Odin, before everybody, basically. Yeah, when it was just darkness. Well, yeah, and um, he's the god of darkness. He's the god of the symbiotes. Uh, he created them. So Venom, Carnage, mm-hmm. all of them come from him uh, eventually. Yeah. And it's revealed. And Silver Surfer, he visits the planet Clintar, which is the symbiote planet. Yeah. And he finds out that it isn't a planet, it's a cage. Oh, yeah. The symbiotes, as evil as they are, because Noel made them that way. And also, he created the black. He's ne- still in prison. He Noel. created all black necro sword and all that. Yeah, and he's the one that decapitated the celestial um, mm. that is now nowhere. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, um, isn't um, Christian Bale gonna play? Um, he's gonna be Gore, Gore the God Butcher, yeah. which uses the necro sword. Yeah, yeah, but which will be cool. Um, Christian Bale. Yeah, I hope he does the Batman voice. <laughs> he has to, but <laughs> um, but. Uh, he has a tussle of Noel, but he runs away, and um, 
Silver Surfer, his hands black, and he realizes like his cosmic power is waning because he basically he went back in time before he Galactus gave him that power. So that's already draining him because it's, it's this it's weird your typical Marty paradox. McFly stuff. Where yeah, he's starting but, to fade, and then he gives up Morbus power to create the star. Then he fights Null for a bit, but then he runs off, and then uh, Ego actually talks to him. And it's conscious. Ego, the living planet. And no, it's not Kurt Russell. I actually like Ego. In the comics, he's uh, he's not as... He's not a celestial. He, and he's also not quite as evil all the time as the movies might make he's him. Just he's just a weird living planet. Um, I mean, he, I mean he, can, he can be a bad guy, but he's not, like, evil. No! He's just self-serving. Yeah, exactly. But he... So, yeah, they have a big battle for a bit. Oh, sick. And... That's super cool art, man. No, it's really cool. That's what really... And it's not a lot of reading in this comic. It's just a lot of good visuals. But, um... So, Ego calls on him, and then he's like, yeah, we gotta get rid of the snow guy or do something about him, because <laughs> he, he's gonna destroy everything. And this... By the way, this is at the dawn of time still. 13 billion years ago, at least. Billions of years ago. It's crazy stuff. But, um... So they're like, well, Noel needs to get fucked, but we can't. Uh, he's too powerful. Uh, but then Silver Surfer finds that Galactus, his like w- seed, is on Ego. Oh. And this is before Galactus even spawned as Galactus. Because Galactus' his story is, and it's revealed, and we talked about in the last comics episode, that the Black Winter destroyed his universe. Yeah, the yeah. Black Winter's not null. It's separate. It's a separate entity. Yeah, it's the Black but, Winter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the Black Winter destroyed his universe, but then he was saved in this like weird egg and like he yeah, was birthed man. at the Big Bang. And that's why Galactus is in our universe. Yeah, and sense. he's an essential part of the universe. Yeah. We'll get to that. But finds out Galactus Seed is in Ego for some reason. He crash landed on Ego. Ego's freaking out. And Silver Surfer goes in, and basically Ego's antibodies. He has to fight Ego's antibodies uh. to get to Galactus's seed. <laughs> That's He's neat. like, "Oh, I can't kill too many of them because it could kill Ego." But they're not letting me get to his core because he's <laughs> a planet, but also a living being at the same time. Yeah, so he still has antibodies and stuff. And yeah, die. yeah. <laughs> and then Ego's weird. Then Silver Surfer's we can like, "Agree on that." You know what? I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna kill Galactus. Before he can do anything. Yeah. But then the Watcher steps in and he's like, fuck you are. <laughs> um, and Silver Server's like, Watu, why are you here? You, you're not supposed to interfere. You don't interfere. That's your thing. But he does interfere a lot. But Watcher's like, if you kill Galactus, you won't exist. The and Watcher, if you don't exist, um, then. Is like, is like Time Lords and Doctor Who. Time Lords are not supposed to but interfere. They always do. Well, the Doctor interferes. The Doctor interferes. So there's a part in one of the really old Doctor Who episodes where they're talking about the Doctor, and they're like, Time Lords do not interfere. And they're like, but this Doctor, he does. Yeah. But <laughs> the Watcher tells Silver Surfer and Norn Rad, that's his real name, um, but he tells him that... Uh, you can't kill Galactus because Galactus balances the universe and all this stuff, and you wouldn't exist without Galactus. So it would create a paradox. But Silver Surfer is basically like, get fucked. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go kill him. 
But then he has this, he meets Galactus. This is the first time Galactus meets Silver Surfer. Kind of. Yeah. Even though he gave him the power and Silver Surfer became Herald of Galactus in the future after Mm. this. They meet and Galactus is like, he basically tells them that like he did, he, he has to feed on the planets because it balanced the universe. And like, if you kill me, it would just kill more light. Like all this big stuff. And Silver Surfer realizes, okay, I won't kill Galactus. And um, I'll let Thor do that in the distant future. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's what happens, right? <laughs> yeah, but Galactus always comes back somehow. Yeah, <laughs> but um, and that yeah, that did happen. But um, but he basically tells him to go fuck up Null. But he's like, I can't destroy Null. He's, it's impossible. But um. But Silver Surfer, he drains he, he more of his energy is draining. He's turning like this black, like cosmic, like you can see like the void mm. in his body. Like, yeah. Like you can see the cosmos in him. And um but uh essentially uh he goes he prepares e- him and ego draw null to ego. Ego agrees to aid him. Okay. And Noel <laughs> has a big ass symbiote dragon, like black knight armor, a big uh, sick. J- uh, javelin. I mean, not a javelin, a, a joust. Probably had some cool metal. It's very play. metal. Yeah. Probably, probably Steppenwolf playing in the background. And then, and um. I'll post all this, but uh, <laughs> Silver Server and Noel, uh, first they're shooting lasers out of each other and shit. And. But then it gets hand to hand, and Silver Surfer's like, "Oh, you want to fight? You want to draw swords?" Silver Surfer turns his surfboard into a sword. Oh, sick! And they have a big fight oh. <laughs> on the dragon, on Ego. That's rad. That is. And the art's amazing, and it's really, really rad. rad yeah. Oh, but before that, Noel tries to make Silver Surfer his agent, oh. his knight, and Silver and Surfer's he, like, "I ain't falling for that well, again." Well, what happens? <laughs> Noel gives him the, a symbiote. And he turns oh. into like a venom silver surfer, <laughs> but then silver surfer resists it, and he just burns it all off with his cosmic oh, wow. energy. That's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And um, but yeah, they have a big fight. But silver surfer realizes that he could subdue Null, but he can never defeat him. Yeah. And um, it's revealed that silver surfer sacrifices basically his entire being to. Basically, put Noel back into a slumber, put him back in his cage for as long as possible. Yeah. And then at the time being, he dreams about being back on Zinlaw, his uh, home planet, and his wife. And it gets a little sad, and he remembers all that. But he uses the rest of his residual like cosmic energy to recreate all these planets that were destroyed by Galactus in the future. Wow. And what this comic, what this run implies, Silver Surfer is can that do Silver Surfer going back to the dawn of time always happened. Yeah, he is the reason Noel didn't show up sooner, and, and that always happened. Yeah, <laughs> uh, because, but it's it, it's not pulling weird time travel shit like Avengers do with alternate timelines. This is he was. 
which it was is, a black hole. It's in the timeline. And ended yeah. up there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it it's this weird paradox that Silver Surfer has been around since the dawn of time, but he didn't get his powers until Galactus gave them to him, and then he was sent back Dawn. But it, it's like a weird cycle yeah. that always has happened. And but after eons, basically we're back to the present day now, billions of years later, Silver Surfer's reformed. He regains his consciousness throughout Whoa. the vastness of the universe. Like he talks about how all his atoms are scattered across the universe. Huh. And then he kind of just rebuilds himself over time. That's crazy. And now he's the now he's Silver Surfer Black. Uh which it's basically he's still got like residual power cosmic from the universe. Yeah. But he's like anti-power cosmic now, like dark matter silver surfer. Huh. So he's like edgy. <laughs> <laughs> but he's powerful enough now to fight Noel and everything. And that's how he appears when he shows up in Thor run that okay. I talked about last time. Yeah. And um but no, the whole comic is just it's just eye candy. It's really fun to read. Nice. It's um, big in scale. And this is my first time reading anything with Noel in it. I've yeah. known about him. Um, and some people complain that Donnie Cates is really pushing Noel to be like the new big villain and that, you know, making him powerful just for the sake of being powerful and all this stuff. But it's fun. I mean, yeah. I, I really want to read absolute carnage because that in that run leads up to I forget what's called but like when Venom faces off of Noel and Venom gets like the power cosmic and all this shit. Oh yeah. Um but the thing that people are annoyed by Noel is like he beats Cosmic King Thor even though everything shown previously sh shows that they should be on equal footing. Yeah, Cosmic King Thor is But here's the thing with comics. Pretty ridiculous in his Well, power. here's the thing with comics though. It's up to the writer who's going to be more powerful at yeah. any moment. Well, that, that's why. So, it, like, whenever you have debates, yeah, that's why it's it's one of those things where, um, when I do read comics, I tend to try to read stuff that's either one-offs or isn't super important to like to the rest of that universe that it takes place in. Um, because I mean, take for example, DC Comics, The Flash. The Flash is theoretically one of the most powerful DC oh, characters, yeah. but it also depends on just who's writing it. Because in some versions of The Flash, he's so fast that he can vibrate and let bullets just travel right through him. Yeah. Um, but some versions he can get shot. That's Silver Server when he was a symbiote. Oh, that's sick. Wow. Um, but, but it's um, so yeah, sick it's... in the comic. He turns his surfboard into a big, big ass great sword, <laughs> nice. and they have a big sword <laughs> fight like in outer space. It's sick. Um, and and what's great about this whole run? It's only six issues. So if you're just and you don't need to know everything there is to know about Silver Server because this kind of retells his origins. While introducing new things, you you just need a vague idea of it. You need a vague idea of it, yeah. and and it introduces Noel, but um, it's just a fun read. It's, I mean, really, you want to take more time to actually look at the panels, look at the art, because it's yeah. really beautiful. I mean, it's unique comic art. Like, 
Um, but yeah, I mean, six issues. It introduces Weiss, Silver Surfer Black. Now it introduces Null to the reader. Um, it's just a fun, wild, wacky ride. It's got big events, you know, big fights. Right. Like here's Null's dragon, by the way. Oh, that's fucking sick. <laughs> yeah. He has a <laughs> um oh and here's a uh, ego. Oh, I really wow. love that. I would love a black light poster. Yeah, that's um, super cool. But yeah, it's just a fun, quick cosmic adventure. Big scale, but it doesn't feel like a big event. Like you can read it and enjoy it without knowing everything about the comics. Yeah. Um But yeah, that's that's the main awesome. run I read. I'll have to. I think I'll have to read that. Uh, yeah, I, I mentioned before we were recording that I didn't. I didn't use Marvel Unlimited for this episode. I just found copies of the comics. I think it's about the same about Marvel Unlimited. Um, uh, the app is good. I love the. Smart, yeah, there are cool things about. I it. I like the smart panel thing where I, I like using that because yeah. it makes me take more time with it. Yeah, and it zooms in you on can each really, panel. You can really if you can really just. Fly but through comics, like to get this to comic, art. like I'm on, I'm technically on Marvel Unlimited on my laptop, but it doesn't save any of my downloaded uh, comics or I've my had library. Issues with the subscription service before with so, Marvel Unlimited, but but it's still cool. Um, but I can know, access there, my comics. Cool about it, I can access my comics on my lap on my PC. But I can't access my actual library, so I have to manually type everything. Yeah, in. see, last time I did it, I couldn't even access stuff on my PC. When I tried to log in, it just kept saying that you have no, a subscription. Really? But what then I, I heard... tried to open up a comment. It was like <laughs> you need to subscribe. It's a bug that's been going on for a while that they just haven't bothered the fix. Yeah, so it's one of those things where if so, if you subscribe to Marvel Unlimited, you gotta pretty much the lesson is you gotta stick to one platform. Subscribe on your if you phone and then be... read it on your phone, Yeah, basically. Or subscribe on your laptop and read it on your laptop yeah. because there's issues with that. Yeah, it doesn't like, cross over well. You can still access everything on your laptop, but... I couldn't. I could. Like, 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 I had to, like, like... I would log in and it would say on my account info, you have a subscription, and then I would go to open a comic and it would say, you need a subscription to read this. Oh yeah. It wouldn't open. It, it at didn't all. do that to me, but what it did yeah. do, it did say I had a subscription and that I needed to It was like you have a subscription, but you're logged in on another device. Oh uh, yeah, but it's fucking weird. I finally but, got it to work. Yeah. But I mean it is still I, I do want more hard copies of comics. I like hard copies, uh but um, it's not is practical. I enjoy hard copies. Back in the day, I did actually used to go to a comic store and buy yeah, hard we, copies. Yeah, we still have one. Um, although I would, I was never someone who um would go, you know, every month to buy the new issue. I would wait till it came out in a volume. Yeah, exactly. Um, the only comic I ever did that with was the Han Solo yeah. series from twenty. I did read a Marvel Star Wars series, but um, let's get to yours. Yeah, I read the. I started reading. I got through the first two issues because I've been busy. Um, the uh, well, that's a lot longer read too. Yeah. Oh, it's not too bad though. Um, uh, it's only like twenty-two issues. Um, uh, the Hawkeye Matt Fraction run, which is the new TV series, is based on. Yeah. Um, and I've been enjoying the series. I haven't started watching it, but uh, it's all Christmassy and everything. <laughs> yeah. So I mean. 
I can't say too much because I'm only two issues in, but there's a few things like I, I, I really like about it so far. Um, the main thing is that, so Hawkeye is a character that often is included in like the Avengers and stuff like that. But this series treats him like a street level character. I just want to show you, I, I really enjoy this panel as well. Oh, whoa. Yeah. That is rad. That, that's a poster there, man. I know. Or a <laughs> desktop background or something. Honestly, that's um, a good idea. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, this, this uh, the Matt Fraction run about Hawkeye, it, it treats him like a street-level character. Because the general gist of the, at least the first part of the series, is that, so Hawkeye, he's, he's kind of down, because the first panel starts with him falling out of a building and breaking, like, every bone in his body. And he ends up in the hospital. Um, yeah. Like broken pelvis, broken legs, every like, cause he's, he's just he, a man. He's in the hospital for like six <laughs> weeks. It, 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 this it, is like, this is um, one of the reasons I love Marvel is that you have silver server who literally created planets and stars and fought gods and all this shit. And then you have the other side, the gritty street level heroes, Hawkeye, who's just a man that broke his hip. Yeah, so th- this <laughs> is like you know he he busts out this window and he's like you. So this is from the comic here. He goes you cowboy around with the Avengers guys got what armor, magic, superpower, super strength. I'm an orphan raised by carnies fighting with a stick and string from the Paleo- Paleolithic era, and then he lands on a car and ends up in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he has a. Uh, oh, he mentions that. And says shattered pelvis, three broken ribs, strained neck, cracked your f- uh, fabia. Uh, or fibia, left clavicle, etc. Just the doctor keeps going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so he gets out of the hospital, finds that he, so he's living in this uh, beat down apartment building in New York City. Doesn't he own it? Well, in he, this run, he buys it. Oh yeah, he buys so, it. So okay. so he he goes and he finds out that this this Russian guy who is uh, owned the building decided to raise the rent by like three times. On all the tenants. Is this the? Is he in the tracksuit mafia? Yeah, the tracksuit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're um, featured in the show. Yeah. Say, yeah. That that. So this guy, and and also a lot of the dialogue. So not just so you know, comics have the uh, the thought bubbles, which are like you know just yeah. what the character is thinking. But they also this Matt Fraction throws it into the uh, into the speech bubbles of other characters. So when a character is talking, it'll have parentheses of what Hawkeye thinks about it. So oh, this one, to simplify th- it a this one, bit. he he walks he walks in the Russian guys yelling at this family, and it, it, the Russian guys back off, and then in parentheses, Russian maybe question mark. So <laughs> Hawkeye, that's Hawkeye saying this guy. He thinks this guy sounds Russian, maybe. Um, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> um, so Hawkeye basically he he's pissed about this, and he he goes in. And it cuts around a little bit in this first issue uh, chronologically. It cuts between what's happening and then later on when he's in a veterinary office with a dog. Oh, is that Lucky? Yeah, Lucky or Pizza Dog as people like Pizza. Yeah, that in the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, so he, uh, the dog. What happens is the dog uh, like saves him, so he gets like shot, and he's kind of braces for the next bullet. But then the dog jumps in and grabs the guy's arm. Before he fires again, oh nice! Because he he gave the dog pizza earlier. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so he basically goes to the Russian guys and with a shit ton of money because he's an Avenger, he can get money. 
<laughs> he's not poor. He's living in yeah, this he's... building because um, nobody who pays him is it Stark? It does. I don't. I don't recall. Maybe it says it later, uh, further than where I am, am, am in the comics. Um, but uh, you know, he's living in this bot in this building, this rundown building. But it seems that he's run- living there mainly because nobody else who's living there. They either don't recognize him as Hawkeye or they're too busy to even care. So yeah. he can live there kind of in peace without people bothering him about being Hawkeye. Okay. Um, so he goes in and offers to to pay everyone's rent to the Russian guy. Oh, wow. And the Russian guy's not having it. So And the Russian guy's like, well, um, you know, I, I'm legally, you know, I know you're an Avenger, Hawkeye. You know, I've done nothing illegal. It says in the lease, I can raise the rent. Um, and I have someone who's willing to buy, th- who I'm selling the building to. Unfortunately, that's such a real problem. Yeah. <laughs> Landlords. Landlords. Uh, <laughs> well, it's a housing crisis right now, the rent crisis. Yeah. Um, but so, the, you know, the land, uh, the landlord's like, I can do this. And you're an Avenger, you know. I've been breaking the law. I've not, I've not done anything wrong. Um, and, uh, and Hawkeye's um, then beats him up. <laughs> And is basically basically like, here, I'm paying everyone's rent and I'm paying you for the building. So he buys it. And the the landlord's like, again, like, I haven't done anything wrong. I had another buyer. And Hawkeye has this a couple panels where he goes, you know, the cool thing about being with the Avengers is that you have Captain America with you all around. And Captain America just makes you want to be a really good person all the time. But you know what? Captain America isn't fucking here right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so he buys the building and much of the comic run um uh follows him kind of protecting this the people in this building. Um and Kate Bishop is a big part of it. Oh yeah, yeah. Um they they just they don't they just show in the comics they just say, "Oh, by the way, this is Kate Bishop" because this takes place after he was Ronin. For a okay, while. Yeah. So they just have a quick panel where it says, This is Cake Bishop. She was Hawkeye while I was doing ninja stuff or whatever. See, and that's uh the big distinction between the show and the comics. In the MCU, Hawkeye's already done the Ronin bit. He had a bad haircut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh and then Black Widow fell on a rock on a planet. Mm-hmm. And then Hawkeye is with his family on vacation in New York. He doesn't live in New York on the show. Yeah, this doesn't touch on he doesn't, his yeah. family or anything no, yeah. like that. So they adjusted it for that because it's established that he lives in Missouri Yeah, in the movies. But um, Kate Bishop, what's I think it's cool because in the show because they introduced Kate Bishop as a new aspiring like archer and like mm-hmm. Hawkeye type. Yeah. And then she runs into Hawkeye. And then after they kind of meet together, it translates a lot from the comics. Yeah. So th- this one, Kate Bishop's already established in the comics. Yeah, yeah. It just yeah, it, ju- it just quickly yeah. runs over. He goes in his like narration. He's just like, this is Kate Bishop. She was Hawkeye while I was. And I don't remember where it says it, but he actually like phrases it like as she was Hawkeye while I was dressing up as a ninja or whatever. <laughs> like that's how he phrases it in the comic. Um and so they're already acquaintances. They're already working together when this is taking place. Um, but the, the other thing I want to, I just really like about this, 
This comic does some of the better action scenes I've seen in comics. So this is a panel here when he attacks the Russian mobsters. I really like the art style. And that's um, and David Aja, right? Yeah. Um, Aja? I, I don't know. Pronounce but the, this, this art style, I mean, the, the way they do the action scenes, you can follow it really easily and tell exactly what's going on. Some, some comics I've seen, so uh, they would skip the whole like process of him throwing this. He throws a card into someone's neck. Yeah, because he's Hawkeye, and that's cool. Um, some comics would would just like skip all of this stuff of him th- showing his hand throwing the card, and just cut to the panel of him making a mess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This 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 uh this comic does a really good job doing. I can see clean action scenes where you can actually tell what's going on. That's cool. And they're but they're still quick. It's just one panel, and that's the end of the action scene. And I like the art style. It's kind of like um. And they do a lot of cool things like jump cuts here. So they show uh, the shot of here where he gets smashed in the face with a bottle. So his head's at a certain position. I appreciate that. And then then the next panel or the next page, it cuts to his head in the same position, but he's sleeping. (laughs) I appreciate that it's not the like realistic kind of mundane art that a lot of comics use recently. Yeah, it's very stylized. Um, it's very... Um, well, not cel-shaded because it's a comic, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it it, uh, it looks almost like it's sketchy. Yeah, a little... Like sk- and kinda, just like the bold colors. It's very rough, It's uh, but it's still finished, and it's nice looking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's, that's what I appreciate about it's it. It's a very nice art style, yeah. Um, well, I mean, yeah. And one of the reasons I liked Silver Black so much was because Silver Surfer Black was because of the art. Uh, so here's the pattern where he gets shot in the arm because he's he he's facing off against these Russian mobsters, and he they there's two guys and they both have guns, and you see he's Hawkeye's thinking to himself, "There's thirty yards to cover." And they've and they're gonna get shots in. I'm definitely gonna get hit. And he does hit get hit in the arm. And then he says he's bracing for the follow up shot. And then the dog attacks the guy and saves him. Nice from the follow up shot. No, I'm definitely gonna have to read that round. I've heard a lot of good things about it. Yeah, real real good uh, action scenes. Um, and it's cool because they show Hawkeye being kind of a dick. Yeah. Like he's a dick. He can be childish in how he interacts with and people. And that's another distinction between Jeremy Renner's version and the comic version. Jeremy Renner's version is a fed up dad. He's a yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the comic version is he's childish when he interacts with people yeah, all yeah. the time. And uh but he's still competent. He's still like he can back up his well, childishness since by actually doing since shit. Since you haven't seen the show yet, yeah, it takes a lot from this run. Um, but in general, Jeremy Renner is Hawkeye the whole time. He just doesn't want to be there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and all these situations he's in, he just wants to get it over with and he's just done. <laughs> I mean, th- that's this Hawkeye too. He doesn't want to be doing any of this shit. He just wants to fucking go home and sleep. Yeah. Like that. I think they say that at one point where they're like, does he, where is he's he, like, I'm going to go Does he sleep. need a he- hearing aid in this? Is he going deaf? They haven't established that in by the second uh, issue. Okay. Um, well, I know so in the comics know. he lo- starts losing his hearing, and in the show he has the hearing aid. And what's 
I I don't think this is a big spoiler, but in the show, Kate Bishop's talking to Hawkeye and asking him why he needs the hearing aid. Yeah. And he doesn't say anything, but it just shows him kind of look up and think. And then it shows a bunch of flashbacks. It shows like when he crashed through the window in Avengers, when he was caught in an explosion <laughs> in Avengers, when Thanos bombed the Avengers um facility when um he's like i don't i don't know maybe when in the battle of explosions the civil war battle where he had like giant man stepping next to like all that shit and he he, he's just like i don't know it just happened yeah (laughs) this comic does a lot of cool stuff too where they repeat uh they repeat lines so this the scene here right here so he's doing target practice and it goes the wire tenses back muscles tighten and lock slowing your breath relax your hand and he shoots and hits the target and then later on there's a scene where he is watching kate bishop oh yeah in action and she pulls her bow out and then it does the same thing where it slows down the wire tenses and all that sort of thing. you should definitely it's a very cool send that one to me yeah i'll take i'll take a screenshot that's of that. a cool panel and it shows Kate Bishop's reaction to it. So I know you um, haven't finished a run yet, and it's a much bigger run than I've read. But what I mean, you're are you, if you didn't have to do the show, would you keep reading it? Yeah, I'm going to keep reading it. It's cool. No, and, I, and it yeah. takes 20 minutes to read each, read each uh, issue. Well, yeah, and I've heard people, and even I've had this issue before in my early days of comic book reading, but um. It's like, how do you read comics? Like, <laughs> yeah. and what I what I say, um, just take your time. Yeah. Don't um, read it like a book. Don't just read the dialogue and just breeze through it because you want to appreciate the panels. You want to appreciate the pages and what the I, art. What I like to do, and actually this is one of my things I don't like about Marvel Unlimited, the, the individual panels, is I like to t- be able to take in the entire page sometimes. I, I I no I see what you're I see yeah. what you're saying there, but I do like the smart panel thing because it it makes you take more time with it and appreciate each panel. Yeah. Oh, rather yeah. than looking at a page, reading, and then just going through. But what I usually do, especially before like all that, before smart panels, um, what I do, I I like to read as not quickly, but I like to read at the pace of what's happening on the page. So if it's a big action scene, I try to read at a faster pace to stick with the action. Yeah, that makes sense. And then after I'm done reading, I take my time to look at each panel and like appreciate the art. A, a like, good action scene in a, in a comic though will, uh, you know, will be formatted in a way where you can do that. Yeah. And that's one thing I like about this. So that, that one panel I showed you, I'll take a screenshot of it maybe later. Uh, where it shows him fighting, you know, he beats up these Russian popsters. Is there's no dialogue in the entire page? It just shows him a quick. He flicks this card at this guy's well, yeah, throat. Yeah, sometimes that and happens then too. And attacks this guy and knocks everything over. Yeah. And 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 there's a there's probably you know 15 panels on that page because there's little tiny ones, but you can read it all real quickly. Yeah. No, but yeah, my main advice is just read it. I would say read at your normal pace, what you're comfortable with, but don't rush through it. And definitely, whether you want to appreciate the art and the panels before you read everything or after, take the time to just soak yeah. it in. I'm, I'm probably going to finish reading you the know. series before I start the, the the TV show. 
Oh, that might be a good. You might um, know some spoilers. Because while, while I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm reading, I'm starting the comic right now. So why not? Why not finish it before I start watching the show? What I really, I, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but what I really like about the show, it's very, it's MCU, but it's very Netflix. Okay. Like Daredevil. Yeah. Well, uh, that's actually, (laughs) I mean, what I said earlier is one thing I like about this series so far um, is it treats Hawkeye like a street level hero. Well, he is. And he is, but I mean, I say that because. He happens to be in the Avengers. Well, nowadays he most, he gets a lot, lot more coverage as an Avenger. Yeah. When. There's not a lot of nowadays coverage of comics. Well, and also and in the comics, stuff. he was originally a criminal. Yeah. So there's not as much stuff nowadays showing him as being a street-level guy. He's typically a super spy or an Avenger or one of these big See, things, even though the his show... power set is that he's street-level. <laughs> yeah. He's good at archery. Yeah. Good at <laughs> archery. He's good at espionage. Yeah. And... Uh, the show does a good job. It's like, yeah, Hawkeye used to be Agent of Shield and Avenger, a spy, an assassin, all this stuff. But now he's just on the streets trying to survive. They also and show him and Kate Bishop in this uh, shooting people with arrows, but non-lethally. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Make a point out of that. So there's uh, he encounters. I don't remember the guy's name, but he's this uh, the other guy that was trained by the swordsman. Um, and the swordsman trained Hawkeye. Yeah. So oh, so the other he yeah. encounters the other guy that was trained by the swordsman. And um, and his goons and Kate Bishop shoots a couple arrows at his goons right in the eyeballs, <laughs> but <laughs> she shoots them apparently in a way where they just go blind. She doesn't actually kill them. <laughs> and then he shoots, and then Hawkeye shoots an arrow that re- like deflects off of a wall and into the back of the neck of this other this villain. And the villain falls down, and B- Kate Bishop is like, "You got him," or is he's like, "Is she's she's like, uh, is she, will he live?" And Hawkeye's like, "He'll live, not well, but he'll live," implying that he probably hit the guy's spine <laughs> and probably <laughs> paralyzed the dude. Um, <laughs> nice, but yeah, but I'll yeah, definitely check that. Good, out. good series. And, and we got to wrap up soon. I know it's on Marvel Unlimited. I just yeah. got a couple quick mentions. So yeah. I've started reading uh, Star Wars Vader Dark Visions. So I've read the regular Darth Vader run, but I really wanted to check out Dark Visions because it's like an anthology series. It's like different takes on Darth Vader yeah. as a character. And the first issue is r- amazing. If you're a Darth Vader fan, you're going to love it. <laughs> or just a Star Wars fan. But... um. Basically, it's from the perspective of this one like alien kid, like this blue alien kid. I don't know what race he is. I, I think it's made up for the comic, honestly. But um, you might know. What is it? Is it blue alien kid? That's what he looks like. Uh, I don't know. The only blue alien race I know of is the Chiss. Are they called it's a Thrawn's race? Yeah, some of the Twi'leks are blue. Yeah, uh, I What's mean, her like, name? I the mean, French like, lady. But like distinctly but not blue. All, not all. Not all of them are blue. are blue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but um, so basically, his planet, his race, um, they know little to nothing about the Galactic War, about the Empire, about the Rebellion, any of that. Yeah. They're a distant planet, backwater planet. 
and the instances that ha- they have seen battles, uh, like in the up in the sky or on their planet, they view the Empire as gods. Oh. Um, but they also have like all these big giant monsters on these on their planet, and like here it is, and that's Darth Vader in its hand. Oh, that's cool. And wow. that's um, so what happens? Uh, so this they observe that this big battle's happening, and they think it's just these gods fighting each other out in space. Yeah, and uh, it's the rebellion versus the Empire. Here's a scene from that. Nice, very classic looking. <laughs> but um, Darth Vader's in the battle, and he's in his Tie Fighter, taking down a bunch of <laughs> you know X wings as he yeah. does, and but he gets shot down. Oh shit. And uh, he gets shot down and he that crashes. That pilot got a promotion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he gets shot down and he crashes on this planet. And they see the TIE fighter crash on the planet and they all run away. But this one kid stays to look and they think it's like this god crashing down. And then all of a sudden, Darth Vader burst out with the force, just explodes TIE fighter off of him. <laughs> uh, and then. But that it, he lands right on top of this giant monster and awakens it. <laughs> oh, shit. And the kid's like, well, he's fucked. Uh, and it's like a big, weird shark kaiju thing. That's the best way to explain it. But then he sees Darth Vader start fighting it. <laughs> and it's. And yeah, there's that scene again. He's got Darth Vader in his hands. Like he thinks Darth Vader is going to die. But then Darth Vader just cuts his fingers off his light. And he's like, every time he talks about him, he's like this black knight. And he uh, unsheaves his flaming sword. Like, he knows nothing about Jedi, nothing about lightsabers. Yeah. Um, But then Darth Vader, so he's fighting the monster. And he hasn't quite used the force too much yet. But then he gets on a horse. <laughs> a space horse. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but it's really a badass space looking horse. And uh, <laughs> like the ones in the Rise of Skywalker that they rode on the Star Destroyer, even though they could have tipped the ship over or whatever. But we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> oh, and I love this scene right here. Oh, that's cool. But um, while the rest of his family and civilizations running away, he's watching Darth Vader fight this big giant like kaiju, and and he just doesn't believe what he's seeing. And after Darth Vader defeats it, um, little boy's still there. And then Darth Vader's basically like, I guess the force must be with you. <laughs> and he just walks off. <laughs> <laughs> he, he spares, like, he just runs off. He gets back onto the, he actually, um, what's really crazy. And I don't know if this is canon and his abilities, but he uses the force to bring him and his TIE fighter up to the Star Destroyer. Oh, that's sick. <laughs> I mean, he probably could. Yeah, I don't know. I Maybe, mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, but, what, um, but that's the first run. He fights a big monster on a horse, and it's really nice. badass. And what I really like about it, and I can't wait to read more, but, yeah, I haven't had much time either, um, just seeing these different depictions of Darth Vader <laughs> and um, – how different civilizations throughout the galaxy like see him. Yeah. And um 
and how some of these stories may not be true. Some of them may be exaggerated. Some of them are true. But I, I love that whole idea in Star Wars where you get people that don't know anything about the war, anything about the Empire, about mm-hmm. Jedi, but yeah. then they see a Jedi show up or a Sith show up and do shit. And they're like, holy shit. Yeah. Look at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, and this monster has... they Well, not worshipped it, but they feared it as a god on their planet. Yeah. And then Darth Vader, out of nowhere, shows up, fucks it up, kills it. <laughs> <laughs> and to this planet, he's a hero. Yeah. Because he, ki- he, he kills it and then he fucks off. He goes back into the slayed, Star Destroyer. Slayed this crazy yeah. monster. And, like, there's no Imperial influence on their planet. Yeah. Like, it must be, like, an outer rim. I, I'm pretty sure it probably, is. Probably, yeah. yeah. But... Uh yeah, I can't wait to read more of it. And it's um so it's uh I think it's got different writers on each issue. Cause it's like an anthology, you know. Mm. Um but no, I really enjoyed it. Nice. But it's uh I'll have to check that out, yeah. And yeah, I mean the cover art. <laughs> oh yeah. Darth Vader on a horse with an Imperial shield. Which he doesn't actually have that shield in the actual comic just just but it looks cool cool, (laughs) (laughs) and then i also read some she hulk getting into her character i read uh her origin story in the 1980 uh run uh and also fun fact so she hulk was stan lee's last character for marvel oh wow that he created and the reason basically was that the incredible hulk tv series with you know bill bixby uh-huh. And um, Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. They had an idea to do a female version of the Hulk for the series. Oh. But then Marvel is like, we better do that before they have the rights to it and we don't. <laughs> <laughs> so I they made that. She-Hulk. I love that. And She-Hulk's great, though. She, Yeah, Jennifer Walter. She's a, a cousin to Bruce Banner. She's a lawyer. And basically what happens, she, uh, this mob tries to attempts to kill her because they're take she's taking down their crime uh crime family yeah and um bruce banner just happens to be about <laughs> and um he gives her blood transfusion and that turns her into the she hulk and then he's like okay i gotta go i'm on the run i'm bruce banner bye uh, <laughs> play the like, side music it's like have fun with hulk powers yeah bye <laughs> basically <laughs> um but what's great about her character is that when she's she hulk she really feels like she's herself she mm-hmm. Like when she's just regular Jennifer Walters, that is when that's what she hates. She likes being the She Hulk. It's and Bruce Banner usually likes being Banner over the Hulk because he can't control Hulk. Yeah. But like She Hulk, she's empowered and she loves it. And so I read a couple different runs. So I read a little bit of so yeah, the original run and then S- Sensational She Hulk, which is I, I definitely want to read more of that. It's 1989 to 92, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, it's when she's breaking the fourth wall the whole time <laughs> before Deadpool. Yeah, before Deadpool, uh. and like in the first issue, she's like, "Okay, here's my, here's the second try at She Hulk. If you don't read my run, I'll rip up all your X Men comics." Like, <laughs> and and there's cool bits where she's like punching through the panels and all that kind of stuff. Oh, that's cool. And there's one cover. And maybe I'll, yeah, I'll probably post a bit. I don't have time to look it up. But there's a cover where she's 
nude, but she's like covered in the comics author- code authority, uh, like <laughs> like a towel, and it says the comic code authority. <laughs> That's funny. And and then I also read uh, 2014-15 run of She Hulk. Um, what I really appreciate about that run, so it's more modern, and it's a good if you're just getting into the character, I would recommend that because it's only like twelve issues. Yeah, yeah. But um, what I really appreciate it like about it, the there will be a whole panel just for her. Like it really, whenever she has a action pose or scene, uh, they have a lot of space for her. Oh, that's and cool. like she yeah. really. And like the art is fine, like it's really mundane actually. But when and, until she's on the panel, then she really pops, you know, yeah. like the green and everything. And what's cool about She Hulk, like she is a practicing lawyer as She Hulk. Yeah, no, like, I, I love that about her. <laughs> <laughs> um, most of the time she is She Hulk, and um, but what's interesting is like. She has like her normal She-Hulk form where she's just like a big tall lady. But then she can get angrier beyond that and like Hulk out even more. Yeah. Um, but no, it's a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying her character. I, I honestly think I'm gonna go back to the sensational She-Hulk though, because that's so much fun. And yeah. it's so of its era. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's a fun time. And yeah, I wanna catch up on because, you know, we got the She-Hulk series coming up, and uh, I recently watched the Caravan the Garbage video about uh, the Incredible uh, Hulk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this TV movie they made in 1989 that finished off the series that oh. actually featured Daredevil. Really? His first appearance in live action. Oh, that's cool. And it's the black suit. The oh. like ninja, like blind ninja. The one that's really budget friendly. And like he's actually a good daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> and they and Charlie Cox is coming back. We don't know exactly yeah. how or yeah. in what capacity, but we know he's coming back, so that'll be yeah. cool. But yeah, I recommend She Hulk. And I also I don't have much to say about it, but I've started reading Spider-Man 2099, the original 90s run. Oh, I've meant to read it. Which is a lot of fun. And what I do appreciate about it is the action, even for its era, like the movement in that comic. uh, It's it does a good job, like of illustrating the movement and like action. And I read a little bit, uh, just one issue. Well, they only have one issue of Ghost Rider 2099. Oh. And all I can really say about it, it's this guy. It's a weird version of Ghost Rider. It's not the spirit of vengeance no, at all. Yeah, it's, it's not magic. But this guy implants his consciousness to try to hack this machine, but then gets stuck in basically a Terminator, which is the Ghost yeah. Rider. It's, <laughs> it's a weird version of Ghost Rider, but I kind of appreciate it. No, it's like uh, cyberpunk Ghost Rider. I like know. the whole 2099 stuff, most of it, because it's a lot of it is kind of cyberpunky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cyberpunk, but maybe with a little bit uh, more. Less bugs. Yeah. Spi- a um, little bit less... Uh, like I don't want to say, not but I'm really gritty, getting into but, uh, but less, less, less noirish as yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of cyberpunk tends to be. Yeah, but um, I definitely want to get into Spider-Man 2099, yeah. the original run, and it's very of its era. It, it <laughs> well, it reminds me a lot of Batman Beyond, but it came out before Batman Beyond, actually. Yeah, which is yeah. cool to think about. But um, 
And yeah, we'll try to get some DC comics in there. I mean, you got that service where you can I, I've get stuff. I've meant to. Uh, <laughs> me, I've been meaning to read some DC comics. Uh, yeah. Uh, recently, I've been pretty into DC stuff. Uh, some of the anima- but, animated movies the, are pretty good. Oh yeah, the mo- yeah. But yeah. the thing about getting into comics now, you don't have to go back and like read every issue of Spider-Man. No, nowadays you actually for a long for a while you have a lot of freedom to pick and choose. And for a while you did, um, yeah. have to kind of well they choose rebooted starting, every ten years anyways. Uh yeah for well, for a while you did have to kind of start you know choose a place to start. Um, DC. Yeah. Actually, if you, if, <laughs> they're always rebooting. Well, their actually, if you want to get into DC Comics and not, and just generally into DC Comics, they rebooted it like in 2015. Yeah, because the New 52 flopped. Yeah, um, it really did. Uh, I don't hate New 52 or anything, but it flopped, so they rebooted it again. Um, actually, they 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 had the uh, animated movie universe based off of the New 52 which outlasted the actual new 52. But now they're doing, they kept new, making those movies until like 2019 new animated universe. They're doing a new one. Yeah. They kept making. So they I think did it started with Batman long Halloween. I think that's the start of the yeah. new animated. So stuff. I think it was like the DC animated or uh, they, there's the way they do. The names are weird, but there's a specific, it's like 20 movies that are based off of the uh, new 52. New 50, yeah. And they started the year that new 52 came out and they went until about 2019 was the last one they made. New 52 ended in like 2015, 2016, yeah. something like that. <laughs> they outlasted the actual New 52. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, my best advice to reading comics is just pick what looks interesting to you. Yeah. And they always explain their origin and everything in the beginning yeah. you know, before the comic. Yeah. And if it's a character you know already, you don't really need Most all that. comics actually, like, they. And, they 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 most comics runs now. What I don't most recommend of them doing, just mostly just assume that you know the basic idea of the character. What I don't recommend doing though is just going into a vent out of nowhere. Yeah, you kind of need to read up the f- comics leading up to an event. Yeah, you have to start at the beginning of a series. Yeah, yeah, start um, at the beginning of the series. Now, I mean, you could still go to an event out of nowhere, but you would have to, you know, go with the expectations that a yeah. lot of this I'm not going to understand. Yeah, but you go in for the fun. There's there's but, not um, a lot of uh, those event comics. Yeah, uh, honestly, the only one off the top of my head that I know of that is one I think you can just jump into is a DC. It's the Flashpoint. Is one I think Flashpoint because that resets into. the universe anyway. It's resetting, and you really only need to know about the Flash and Batman. A lot of Batman. well, no, you don't need to know about Batman because <laughs> Flash Wayne. isn't Flash isn't dealing with the established Batman. He's dealing with Thomas. Well, Wayne you got to know about like the Batman um, universe. Yeah, yeah, you but know. well, yeah, basic idea of who Batman yeah. is. But um, but you don't need to know about the um the nineties, uh, eighties, and nineties Batman. No, to know what's going on, you just but need to know who flashes. Anyways, um, yeah, um, we yeah. will we will post uh post some panels on our Instagram for you to check out and recommend you the comics we've been reading, and we recommend all the ones we've been talking about yeah, tonight. All good, and um, we will see you next week. What we're gonna do, I don't know. It's a secret, but maybe I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs>
if we can survive to next week, that's the question. I'm sure we can manage. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> anyway. But anyways, thanks for listening and do do comic. Do comics <laughs> and have a good holiday season. And if you are a student, good luck on your finals, whatever you're doing. Yeah. Um, please <laughs> wish us luck on our finals. Yeah. And we will see you next week. And, <laughs> you know, and also just a fair, um, not a warning, oh, a foreboding warning. We are going to be, if you're new to us, we are going to be taking a break again for January. Yeah. We did that last year. We're going to do it this year as well. Yeah. But, um, um, but we still got plenty of fun to have so before then. We got this month and then a break, and then we'll pick back up in February. So, yeah, you guys you have a good holiday season, and we'll be yeah. back next week. Yeah. All right. Cool. Let's roll that outro. Do it. This is not a test. I repeat, this is not a test. The Odd Drunk Podcast recommends that you follow their Instagram and join their Facebook group for more fun content. To view all of our current available streaming and social media platforms, visit our link tree in the description below. If you enjoy the show, it would be appreciated if you leave us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. Okay, Colton, you can roll the outro now.